to... X to the Zennial. We missed you. <laughs> well, I can imagine that they missed us as well. I hope so. Um, I mean, I feel like... Um, like we're connected? Well, <laughs> what I know to be true, and I didn't realize this until recently, is Podbean sends um, notifications to people who follow us on Podbean. Mm -hmm. What I also know to be true is not everyone follows us on Podbean. So there's that little, like, market. When we were talking to Cruz last time, he was like, how many followers do you guys have? And I was like, I don't know, 80-something, which is fantastic. But there's so many people that listen to us through other platforms that, um, yeah, our listens are reflective of, like, Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts were on there, too, um, and Spotify. And so you don't necessarily have to follow us on Spotify or any of those other platforms to know that we are on. So, um, just... Uh, note to you guys, I got the COVID. So that's where we've been. <laughs> um, I have also gotten both of my vaccines and I'm super grateful that the COVID was, I keep calling it the COVID, the but I still call it the Facebook and the Instagram. I uh, call it the Facebook too. Because I'm old. And <laughs> I don't know what you do it, but I know what I It was I the Facebook when I joined it because I am equally older. It's true, <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm on the Facebook. Um, so the COVID for me, and I do qualify that, was very mild and I'm super grateful. Yeah. I'm also super healthy, right? So yeah, you are. I take uh, zinc and vitamin D regularly. I've always done that. I've done that for years now. Um, I had gotten the vaccine before I got exposed, and so I think that definitely helped. Uh, yeah. I do realize that the vaccine is your choice, and I am not in any way advocating for it. Just some weird stuff with that. Um, but my symptoms were very mild. I did lose my sense of smell. I did not lose my sense of taste, which I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, and I've also started the uh, aspirin protocol to hopefully uh, mitigate any heart issues. Good. My sister got heart issues after having COVID. Oh, my goodness. So, um, yeah, I don't want any of that. So no. I'm also taking aspirin right now regularly. Excellent. Um, but, yeah, so that's why we missed a month. We missed a month. And um, thank you all for catching up on your episodes if you've had an opportunity to do that. Um, and thank you to our new listeners who maybe just started. Um, today is your topic, your choice. So tell me a little bit about what you were thinking. So today we're going to talk about friendship. So this was actually inspired by one of my friends. Okay. And so one of our earliest, early, early, earliest podcasts was, yeah. we did lump friendship into it, but it was a multiple one. I think it right. was like it was friendship, loneliness, there friendship, and depression. depression, yep. And so we lumped it together, so we covered three topics. Yep. We don't cover three topics a session now. <laughs> well, and I think that at the time, we were kind of Trying to talking figure about loneliness out. and depression, and friendship came up, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so you had actually gotten a request to talk about friendship, friendship. as an adult. As an adult, right. right? So when we're kids, like, you know, you walk out your front door, and boom, there's a kid there, and you're just like, hey, kid. Uh, to be fair, when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Now you get on social media, and you find someone and say, <laughs> hey, I like that on their Instagram, and you make friends. Boom, friends. But 
Back back in the day when we were younger. <laughs> back in the day when the street light was our indicator to come home. Right. We would go out and and make friends with people who lived close to us. Right. And then in elementary school we make friends with the kids in our classes. In middle school we make friends with the kids who aren't bullying us. And in high school we're all just <laughs> like figuring it out. And then we're all friends by our senior year. Well, and I think, too, like, you know, I, I had the privilege of going to a relatively small school, um, and so I happened to be friends with all of the people in the different groups. I still have a friend on social media that I had since middle school, um, and I have one friend, again, on social media that I have known since elementary school. Nice. Um, and, and that's... I have friends that I've had since childhood, but they were different associations. Right. Uh, but you have a very valid point. Like, yeah, when so, you're kids, it's easy to make friends. Well, and then you're, you know, you enter into young adulthood, and mm-hmm. you go into the workforce, and you make friends at work. Or, or college. Or you go into or, college, mm-hmm. and you make friends at college, or whatever it is that you're doing, because you're saturated around people who are going through that same experience. Absolutely. Right? We're all in school, or we're all at work, or we're all entry level, or whatever, and you're figuring it out, right? And then you graduate, or you move on with life, and you are all of a sudden older. An adult. Ah! And you're paying bills, and you're, like, having to go to the gym. You've got and you, a partner, if you're lucky. And or you're, you're taking you fiber kids. supplements because you got to poop. And so <laughs> things are different, right? Like, let's talk about, like, all these differences, right? You're adulting. Fucking cat's like, and then you've got to poop, and I'm like, wait, what? I said fiber. You're an adult <laughs> now. you got to build bulk. And so. <laughs> or just eat vegetables. I don't know. Some people need more fiber. Oh, do whatever you need to do. To Get that poop out and so <laughs> so anyways you're an adult right and you're just like going through the motions of adulting and we if you're an adult you're going through the motions of adulting you know what the hell I'm talking about sure. where you're like every day's groundhog's day mm-hmm. especially during the time of COVID but in general like you're in a routine and a structure because you got to get right. work you got to pick up the kids you got to do all these things right so where's the time to make friends yeah how do you make friends as an adult well and it's interesting because I get that comment a lot in session with different clients at different ages, and and quite literally from like early twenties until even my age and older, is this challenge of how do I make friends as an adult? Right. That being said, I think even the the work situation shifts and changes depending on your position, the position of other people. You know, when you're in your twenties, it's a lot easier because rarely are you like the fucking manager or owner or boss. Right. But when you're my age, you are the manager or the owner or the boss, if, if you're doing that. Um, but I think as, as an adult, it's, it's a lot more challenging to figure out how to connect with people mm-hmm. because a lot of the things that we, we seek out, people who complement mm-hmm. our lives or that are have similar interests or whatever. That commonality. Absolutely. I think um, certainly as, to your point, as an adult, when it becomes Groundhog Day and every day is get up, take a shower, go to work, come home, go to the gym if you're lucky, you know what I mean? Like, rarely do you get, and, and a lot of the friends that I have as an adult, I'm, I'm quickly going through my Rolodex of humans that I know and love as my friends, um, I have met through work, or I went to high school with them. Or I'm related to them. I, one of my best friends is my cousin. 
Um, you and I met through a mutual friend that we went to college together. Uh, or I've met on dating apps that are just cool and I've kept them as friends. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too. Dating apps, like... Uh, Bumble has yeah, the friend, the friend and the networking option. You I don't know if those are really taken. I went over to see if I could find a friend one time. Okay. I was like, cool, I'm done with dating. I'm going to just surround myself with awesome and amazing friends. I love, though, that at a certain point in your dating journey, you were like, I'm just going to talk to people on LinkedIn. Yeah, I did. I tried to date through LinkedIn. So <laughs> they have a job, and they're more professional. Well, fair, but some of them are also looking for a job. Anyway. That's just true. But we, we digress. Um, so did you go and meet somebody and... No, there was, like, nobody looking for friends. Because that's not, like, really... nobody really But nobody's that. really using that function in the app. I was pretty disappointed. I'm not going to lie. So then I had to, like, you know, figure... Go back to the drawing board. Right. And figure out, like, I would like to make friends. Yeah. My I have friends. But sure. my friends are busy. Yep. And doing their, their thing. And yep. I respect that. Yeah. But I'm lonely and I got needs. I need friends. Friends needs. I have friendship needs. And I'm respecting everybody being busy right now. Sure, sure. So I, I, you know, I looked at that app, but then, you know, I've also made friends through Tinder where it was like talking to somebody and and I was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling you in the sexy way, but I'm feeling you in the people friends way. Sure, sure, Can we do that? Yeah. And that's worked out really well nicely. Met great friends, and so well, some good friends. But I also then started participating in community events with one of my friends from college. Yeah. Because we had that, you know, we had college together and concerts and all of those things. Yeah. And then uh, this friend, you know, we didn't hang out for a long time, and then we hang out and we do like a ton of fun things, and then we just don't talk or hang out for a long time. But then we come back together and we hang out and we have friends. And so I think that's different, definitely, in adulthood of how the, my friendship dynamics are. Like I have a really great friend who lives in Texas. I haven't talked to her in probably like talk talk like real talk voice talk in a year right. but I can tell you if I get on the phone with her it's gonna be three and a half hours and it's gonna be like we've never missed a beat it's, absolutely it's amazing these friendships that I have are amazing well and we talked about like our our mutual friend and same right like I yeah. got a Christmas card from her I think we text every once in a while mm -hmm. um but what the the other thing about being an adult and friends is that friends move away yeah it do <laughs> that's where all mine went that's why I had figure out friends. Well, and I think that's that's one of the things, and we had talked about it when we went through that loneliness, friendship, depression thing, um, is that I've made some really great friends, excellent human beings who have gotten other jobs or gone to other places, and and they leave, and that's hard. It is hard. Because then you have to go back to, I mean, I have great friends here. Yeah, but people are busy, yes. right? So this is about making, like, new friends and new connections. Yes. And so I, I often encourage, um, one of my really good friends, like, I love him so much. Um, he was the customer service guy. I, he's going to get mad at me when he hears this, but um, he was like, and he's moved on at the credit union, but Bill and I, my ex-husband and I were going to um, set up new accounts because I was done with Bank of America and I was like, fuck this bullshit. And so I went to Nusenda. And the person who was helping us set up the accounts, his name is Donovan, he's amazing, I love him so much, but I just, there was something about him, mm -hmm. and I went in to set up my business account, we started talking, and then I was like, I'm not always looking for friends, and I, I'll tell you about the friend preamble later, but I was like, you seem cool, 
would you like to get a drink? And he was like, yeah. And so we went and got a drink. And then after that, with the exception of COVID, like we go and have breakfast like once a month. Yeah. And like we had coffee for several weeks in a row. And then we'd go for drinks. And then we got into this rhythm of breakfast. And we like to go to new restaurants. And so that's what he and I do. And love him. Like, I love him. I love his partner. Like, we've, he's had posted brunch, like, a bunch of times. In fact, it's my fucking turn. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like. But you have to put yourself, you put yourself out there. So part of it is taking that risk. Yes. And putting yourself out there. And that's what I had to realize when I was like, well, people are busy and they're all doing their thing. So how can I integrate into what they're doing? Right. (laughs) I'm going to join them. So I reconnected with one of my really great friends and uh, started hanging out with her, and she's, like, very engaged with the United. This is the cursed people. This is the cursed people, and I love them so much. Yeah. I found my kindred spirits, my, like, kindred family friends, you know? And yeah. Started hanging out with them and started getting to know her friends and that group and then, you know, made connections within that group to, like, a really great friend of mine now, Jessica, who, yeah. I mean, a year and a half ago, I didn't even know this woman existed. Yeah. And now we're just have such a great connection and just such a great friendship has like built and developed and I didn't know that I was gonna make such a great friend but Mm -hmm. I took that risk and put myself out there and was like yeah I'll come to this tailgating event that sounds fun I went I had a blast I was like can I tailgate with you again (laughs) can I be friends with you (laughs) well and I think like at that time as I recall um you were in the dating thing you were you were living in a weird situation you were yeah. like I just want to get out and do stuff yeah and you were in that kind of and I'm I've got a book on my list called the year of yes so I'm going to read that yeah. my friend but I think that that's you're absolutely right it's taking that risk and saying yes to something that you wouldn't normally say yes to right because I don't know that you really thought of yourself as a tailgating sports following human no I've never oh. been in my life right. and then I started watching soccer right. and I love it yeah and I I've never been a sports watcher. I gotta go to the baseball game, but I go to the baseball game because it's cool and casual and I get to eat. Sure. And it's just chill. And, like, for me, I can't go to... I don't like going to baseball games. Like, there's too many people. Anything in a stadium, and I'm like, nope, Mm -hmm. not about it. Mm -hmm. I just know that about me, and so it's not, like, something I want to do. It's not my most favorite comfort zone. Yeah. But I tried it, and I liked it. Well, and you go with your group. You go with your family group and, and your friends, and you're right. all hanging out, and there's a lot for you to do. Absolutely. There's a lot of stimulation that you can choose to participate in or not. Exactly. Yeah. And so I took this risk, hang out, had a great time, let's do it again, like strengthen that friendship. Yeah. So much reconnected that friendship tended to that friendship, but then made new friendships too and grew my like social community. Mm -hmm. And I met people who love to go hiking and I met people who love to go camping and I met people who love to do all the same things that I love to do. And then we all travel together and we have fun together and we all have our lives and we're all adulting and we say hi on Snapchat and it's been a weird year. We haven't been able to do our thing, but things are still happening. So it's just, yeah, it's taking, I, I just feel like a lot of adult friendship is taking that risk and asking someone, do you want to go have coffee? Right. I'm not asking you in a sexual way, but in like a friend way. Right. Because you are a neat human and I feel your vibes. Exactly. And I think that's that's a hard thing to do as an adult. Absolutely. And so what I encourage clients a lot of time to do is take that risk, but also connect with people. Because when you're an adult, and, and we're, we're defining adult from anywhere in your 20s, forward beyond right 
and really kind of recognizing because at, at, at a certain point and there's different things that happen developmentally that shift your values right Absolutely. uh we've definitely learned that in the last year um and social media is such i mean it's fine i if that's your thing awesome but recognize that there's a lot of toxicity mm -hmm. on social media and so as adults I don't know what the younger generation is going to look like because they do everything on social media. I have had so many clients that have had long-term relationships on social media with people they've never met in person. I'm sorry, that's fine if that's your jam, but I really like holding hands and making out with somebody next to me. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to ever work for me to do a long-distance relationship for an extended period of time. That's just not how I do relationship. Right. But I think that taking the risk, meeting with a human, talking to them, and recognizing your values and my values match, and even if they don't, we have at our core things in common. Right. And it may be that first thing that you feel with somebody is an energy in common, and you're like, mm -hmm. I just like this person's spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Take that risk and be like, you know what? I like your energy. I had a woman... <clears throat> I hadn't gone shopping for stuff for my house. Sure. Because I moved into my house, and then a whole bunch of shit broke, and then I was broke, and then right. <laughs> I was like, hey, I got no money. Well, then I recharged all that, and I was like, you know, my mom was like, let's go get some stuff for your house. You haven't gotten to go shopping for your house. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds lovely. I do need to get some things. Went out, and this woman at the store, and I was just talking to my mom, and I was like, oh, and I can put this here and this, and she came up, and she's an older woman, and she was like, I just want to tell you, I like your energy. Nice. And you know what I wanted to say to her? Let's go get coffee. <laughs> I like it. I like your energy because you just are so... I know, but remember that whole thing that happened with the peanut butter? You were like, oh, wait, too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to meet somebody at like a... Yes, but yes. Yes. I get your point. Yes, that yeah. was an incident where you know, I don't the peanut butter. Anyway, so... <laughs> My first and only someone asking me out in person. If you're curious about that, it's deep in the sixes. It's really a funny story. It's a funny story. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, absolutely. But, you know, I, I wanted to tell her, like, let's get coffee. Like, let's connect. And, you know, even if you just feel somebody's energy and just being just nice or complimenting someone, yeah. that opens a relationship. And I think that things are are hard for us to make connections with people because of that communication struggle. Because right. we don't know how to start or initiate conversation with a stranger because we lose that skill over time when we're not in that situation. In elementary school, all these new humans, middle school, in your or classes. Or college or work All or these whatever. new people, right? And, and when you're in your career, people are coming and going and rotating and all these things, right? It's... It, <clears throat> We lose that communication skill of how to even reach out and connect. Right. Absolutely. Because later on, our communication skills become about finding a partner. Or our communication skills become about, like, re-engaging with our families. Sure. Or whatever that different priority of communication is. But it goes away. It's just like the loss of play. Mm -hmm. When you're a kid, you sit and play for hours in your head and imagination. And, like, I could just sit and play with that box for ten hours and just yeah. be so happy. And now as an adult, I'm like, box. <laughs> well, but you also, you know, and we've talked Bored. about this too, like when you have a hobby, mm -hmm. like your art or anything mm -hmm. creative, you can do that for a long, sustained period of time. You're also an introvert. So you recharge by being by yourself. Right. I am more of an introvert and I, that's why it's going to be a little bit weird after COVID. I really, really like my time by myself. Yeah. I really have figured out how to manage and spend time alone and so 
when you and I talk, like, it's like, cool, we have this. It's awesome. Yeah. We're going to plan a camping trip. We do that. It's awesome. And you and I have a very, um, situational friendship. Like we're friends. And if I ever needed anything and if you ever needed anything, we could do that. And that's awesome. But we don't have to spend a ton of time together. Right. We're not the kind of people that I don't need to talk to you all the time. No. Because I know you're there. Right. It's just like all my other friends who have moved away. Sure. Same deal goes. Yeah. You're there. Uh I'm there. I will show up. I'll be on a plane. 100%. Whatever you need. Mm Mm-hmm. I just don't need to talk to you every day. Right. And and that's the thing is, like, I think, too, you brought up a really good point. You said introvert. And I know that in, like, society, we are viewed as people who don't need other people. That's a lot. We Mm -hmm. need friends just like everybody else. Absolutely. We just need space to, like, recharge so we're at our awesome when we see our friend again. Absolutely. And so, but that's something to take into consideration, too, is your personality type and your tolerance for, like, interaction with other people while you're making friends. Well, and also your emotional capacity. So, um, interesting thing. I talk a lot about this to clients. Um, or to people who are setting boundaries and really recognizing your emotional capacity and how much energy you have to give to a thing. Um, and so you and I don't do it as much as we can read each other a lot better, but my sister, one of them, the one who lives in Tennessee, she has learned to say, Hey, do you have a minute or do you have the emotional capacity to listen to me right now? Um, and we talk every, like, we text every day. And my family and I have a, a group feed, like, then we text all day. Um, but the ones that I'm super close to, like, we'll ask, hey, do you have a minute? Yeah. And do you have the emotional space to listen to me? Right. I'm having a day. Or I need to just vent. Or... Because you guys have compatibility in your communication, and she knows your lifestyle. And absolutely. she knows that, you know, when it beckons. And that's about finding the good friends. Yeah. That's and, in, and I know she's your sister, but... Sure. But she's also one of my best friends. Exactly. And you and I can do that, too. Yeah. It's like... You know, we see each other for podcast. Mm-hmm. We go camping. We, we send each other dinner. Snapchat videos. Absolutely. Stuff comes up, and then when the other person checks it, they check it. When they respond, they respond, and yeah. it's not a personal thing. Well, and even if there's any weirdness, like, we address it. Yeah. Because we've been friends for so long. Exactly. And you, we could go on a trip tomorrow, and it would be fun. We'd yep. have a really good time. Exactly. Um, but we don't have to talk every day. Right. And so really recognizing who you are as a friend mm-hmm. is a way to recognize how to be friends. And how to find friends. Yes. And how to kind of sort out and look for those and how to sustain. Like, we know how to sustain long-term friendships. I, one of my closest friends, again, haven't talked to her probably in two years. <laughs> I've been friends with her since we were in seventh grade band together. Yep. And, again, we just don't talk. But when we do, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like we've never missed a beat, and those are those great connections. Absolutely. And those sustaining connections. I think there's different levels of friendship, too. I think you have your long-term, we know each other, we get each other, we gel together friendships. Then you have your short sustaining. Then you have your friends that are, like, in the auditioning phase where you're, like, I'm trying to get to know you. And I've done that. Well, and it's a good thing, too. It can be a good thing because I will try to make friends with people and quickly realize, like, they are emotionally draining or they're a lot draining. They don't understand me as a person. Or they have a lot of drama or there's a lot of going on. And personality-wise, we don't actually mesh. That's what I'm saying. When your poor values match Mm -hmm. and you connect with someone and you're like hey we believe the same things and and again I'm not saying like I do have friends who definitely have core values that are a little bit different than mine right but certainly being in the dating arena if somebody's too different nah I don't want to fight with you all the time like I know that I will and I don't want to do that Mm -hmm. you know um 
And then you bring up dating. So building a friendship is like building a relationship. Sure. You know, establishing trust, establishing communication. So if you go back and listen to our podcast on relationships, because we've discussed them. Yeah. In several. You know, of how to build and how to maintain and how to have. Yeah. A good relationship. You take that and apply it to a friendship. It's the same thing because this is a dynamic with another human being where you're sharing energy. Absolutely. And I think to your point, there are different levels of friendship. And so um, I had a client years ago do an exercise of concentric circles and really kind of looking at who is in the closest circle. So if you have yourself in the middle, right? right? And the, so the next one is going to be... You're an onion in this example. Exactly. Well, it's looking at like who are your people. Right. And, and when we say that, for me, I mean people who are either familial or that you consider family. Right. People that you can take a poop in front of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You and I use the bathroom with the door open all the time because we want to keep talking. Right. <laughs> um, we've also, you know. Camp together. Camp together. All of those things. Yeah. We're, like, we're adults. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and then there's, there's the next level, right? So the next circle would be people that you um, are close to, spend significant time with, have a level of trust. All of those things. You probably wouldn't poop in front of them, but it's, like, fine. Right. Um, and then the next level is going to be, like, colleagues or associates or, you know, whatever. But, I mean, for each of you, I want you to think about who's in that first ring. Right. Like, who is, like, I have friends that are as close to me as my sisters. Yeah. Who I consider my sisters. Right. Right? Or my my brothers or whatever like people who are in that next that first ring are people that when I had COVID I would call right and say hey can you bring me toilet paper right or whatever you bring know? me tacos and tape right and and I I did recognize there was something very isolating about having this virus that I didn't want to give to anybody yeah. and I'm so grateful that you reached out more than once and was like do you need anything do you need anything I had like Four people who knew, who we have, I even told that I had COVID, that were like, do you need anything? Right. I'm super grateful um, that I had those people, right, in that right. first string. And I don't have a lot of people in that first string. Right. Um, I have more people in the second ring that I love to spend time with and connect with and be vulnerable with. And I can totally just be myself and just be like, ah, blah, blah, this is who I am, you know, whatever. I have more people in that ring. And then I don't have a lot of associate kind of people. Because when I go, when I do anything, I go deep. Yeah. That's just who I am. Right. Like, everything that I say on the podcast is who I am as a human. Like, most people know that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when, when guys I'm talking to, like, in the first dating kind of whatever, if I, I tell them, look, I have a podcast you want to know about me, check it out. And my clients are the same. Right. Right? Like, my clients know a lot about who I am because I don't know how to be anything other than who I am. Than your genuine self. Exactly. Your genuine and authentic self. Absolutely. And trust goes both ways, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think with clients, they trust me with a lot, so I'm going to trust them with a lot. Yeah. Um, and not that I'm sharing my shit with my clients. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there has to be mutual trust. Yeah. And authenticity. Yeah. Because you don't want to be... With a therapist who is so guarded and covered up that you don't know who the fuck they are. Right. And I just told you about the worst day of my life. Right. Right? Right. 
So I encourage clients to listen to the podcast. It's, a, it's an easy way to get the skills and tools you need. Absolutely. But this exercise is really helpful to kind of look at who's in your circle. And maybe you want to upgrade people and kind of bring them closer or downgrade people and move them a little bit further out. Absolutely. And that's a thing about friendships, too, and how they end because you will bring people closer. Yeah. <clears throat> thinking and feeling because you're expressing that towards that other person. Sure. You put all that into that basket. Maybe they're not reciprocating that. So or, like that they, or that they, or that something has changed for them. Exactly. Because you and I have <laughs> talked about having friend breakups. Yeah. Which is a real thing. It happens, and it's not pretty sometimes. I think it's hard. It is hard because you and I are both very um, authentic, genuine, um, consistent people, and we. I think in, in one of our podcasts about personality disorders yeah. and toxic types, we have attracted uh, kind of some shittier humans. It's true. When you're like deeply empathic and you listen to everybody's story and you're very open when you meet yep. people because you're like, hi, I'd like to hear your story because I'd like to know you as a human. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, having the families that we had mm -hmm. and certainly being, um, you know, I'm not an only child, but I'm the oldest. My family doesn't live here. I connect with people pretty quickly and pretty deeply. Right. Um, good and bad. Right. Um, I think that, you know, you've talked about the fact that you were, yes, you have siblings, but you're kind of an only child, too. Kind of. Well, my baby sister, for sure. She's only 10. She's right. really the only child. But yeah, me and John grew up together, but we just grew up fighting. Just separately. Yeah. Just fighting the whole time and just a disconnected family in a, sure. in a sense. So yeah, there wasn't a lot of like that closeness and then graduated and he did his thing. I did my thing and right. we have a relationship, but I'm much closer to friends yeah. than I am to my own siblings. Sure. So, which is fine. Yeah. You know, um, I love my siblings. Absolutely. If my siblings called, I would still be on that plane. Absolutely. It's a different relationship, a different dynamic because of going into those vulnerable places because when I was growing up it was we didn't do vulnerable we just fought yeah you know well and, and the reason I bring it up is there are friendships that you and I have had and have continued to have mm -hmm. with people that are much closer in that first circle that we consider family absolutely and and part of that is the vulnerability part of that is the trust part of that is I consistently show up and you consistently show up. Right. And so, yes, you're going to be closer than the sibling I don't talk to. Exactly. Right? And we both have siblings we don't, we don't necessarily, talk. we aren't as close with. Right. Right. Um, that being said, I think that's something to think about when you want to expand your circle or make friends mm -hmm. is... How genuine and vulnerable are you willing to be? Absolutely. And then also with boundaries, what are you willing to tolerate? Right. Right? Right. And I think we tolerate, and it just depends on the person too. I know I've tolerated more from friendships than I have from like relationships. For sure. But we've also talked about with some of our friendships, we don't have that anxiety that we have when it comes to relationships. Mm -hmm. The stakes are <laughs> higher when we're trying to build a romantic relationship, right. which after talking about it, now it's it's more even for me. Like, I'm not going to put a lot of that on the new person right. because my needs for a partner are different. Right. 
Absolutely, because you did a lot of that internal self-assessment of what my priority is and what I'm looking for right now in this season of my life. And I think that's another thing to think about because life, we've changed so much because you started hitting on developmental and how we develop, you know, whereas like in certain portions of our lives, we're more dedicated personality-wise towards like growth or towards like personal enrichment or towards family or towards caring. And this is just part of the human experience. And I think when you're more (laughs) self-aware of where you are developmentally or what's going on with you Mm -hmm. or kind of what it is your needs are, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be able to ask those questions and connect with humans on a different level. Absolutely. Um, I think in the, in the friendship, loneliness and depression, I talked about, um, kind of the preamble that I would give to people who were kind of in that friend interview space. Yeah. And I had said, you know, like, my life is busy and full. It still is. Yeah. And I only have a certain amount of time to give to friendship. Yeah. Um, so if you bail more than three times, I don't really have a lot of energy for that. Right. Like, and I get it. People are busy. And it's yeah. not a judgment. It's just I know me and I do require um, consistency. You know what you need from a friend. Absolutely. You know what you need from a relationship with another human, whether that's a romantic relationship or a friendship. You know what you need because you've 100%. self-evaluated. And and the people who have been in my life for a long time, mm-hmm. years, I'm talking decades, mm-hmm. um, I don't have the same requirement of them. They're already in. Right. right? And, and I talk a lot and I joke, but kind of not. If I ever called these certain people in that first circle and said... I need you to show up, whatever that is, right? I need you to show up with alcohol. I need you to show up with a shovel. I need you to show up with tequila. I need you to show up. Don't ask questions. We're going on a mission. Those people are going to fucking do that. Yeah, they're going to show up with the tequila and the shovel and the duct tape. Yep. And be like, okay, let's rock. We won't need duct tape because it'll already be done. It'll be done. (laughs) And not in a premeditated kind of way, but in a like... I need to go on a mission. I need you to look up something for me. I need you to go with me and don't ask any questions. Right. And that's <laughs> big for you because you don't ask people for anything. So that's those true. are people that are really in. in that circle. Yep. And so that's something to self-evaluate when, you know, our listeners, you know, who really are these people to because, show up? Because here's what I know to be true about life. In 48 years, what I know to be true about life is... I can only rely on those people. Right. Those people in that immediate circle. When I had COVID, I called my ex-husband. Partially because I knew he had a lot of toilet paper. (laughs) 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 Or that he had already gone to the store or whatever. But I've also been married to him. Right. And I know that no matter what, he would show up. And not that I don't know that you wouldn't. Right. But I also know that... If Bill needed anything, he would call me. Right. That's just true. Right. Right? And so, in that moment, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have any eggs, and I'm not going to be able to go to the store. Can you... And he showed up immediately. That's awesome. It was amazing. Right? And I know that I could have called you, and I'm very grateful. But you're right. I don't ask for anything no, from anyone. you don't. I literally Uber eats a fucking Cinnabon. <laughs> Because I thought about it, and I was like, I'm not going to send my friends to get a Cinnabon when I can get on Uber Eats. So I'm just going to do that. See, that's good friendship. Right. Like, okay. Absolutely. Problem solving. 
Absolutely. And so, you know, if you needed anything, you would ask me. Mm-hmm. And and that's how we've established our friendship, mm-hmm. you know. And, and like I said, there were four people who were like, do you need anything more than once in the entire week that I was sick? Right. Super grateful. Right. Super grateful. But I'm also super independent. Yeah. And I would much rather pay an exorbitant amount of money to uh, get a Cinnabon. It was very weird, the cravings I had when I had the COVID. It was fascinating. It was really interesting. Um, but you're right. I would not call you. Right. And, and you know, I you know, cat know, that if I said, I need you to bring tequila. I would have been there in a second. I'd be there in a second because you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very low maintenance in the friendship department like that. Yeah. You know, but, but having those people in your circle, those people that know... If I texted you, I am having the shittiest day. Yeah. You would know what to bring. Yeah. I would know what to do and I know what to say and I would know how to show up and be present for you as a friend. Exactly. And we're also boundaried enough that if I said, hey, I just need to vent, you would come over and let me do that. Yeah. You've done it before. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you too. Yeah. You know, and so we are very grateful, obviously, for each other. Yeah. But to have those people in that first circle... That say, yeah, whatever you need. Yeah. Whatever that is. I have another friend, um, Cindy, who is the same. Like, I'll just be like, I just need to vent. She'll come over, we'll do witchy shit, it's awesome. And we meet once every couple weeks. That's awesome. I have a friend from high school, you know, again, she's like, hey, I just need to spend some time with you. Fuck yeah, let's do that. Right. You know, let's go get lunch. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a ride. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, but those friendships are rare mm-hmm. and they do take an investment of time. They do. They do. And an investment, too, in what you're saying as you're developing the friendship. So one thing that I've noticed in the last few years and been pretty cognizant of when I start to meet people, especially after my last big friend breakup. Yeah. I've been very, very choosy about friends. Absolutely. And so, because I've gone through that uh, way too many times. Yeah. I just don't like it. Because I don't like being treated poorly by people. And that's what, why I end up terminating friendships. Absolutely. Because I'm like, you know, you're not respecting my boundaries and I doesn't like, it don't feel good. Right. Um, and I don't like that because in not respecting my boundaries, I don't feel trust and I don't feel respect and I don't feel love and I don't feel kindness and I don't feel genuineness. And that creates this. a disconnect. It creates resentment, which then... Creates separation. Absolutely. So while I've been developing these friendships, I've all, I've been very tuned into what it is that I talk to you about with my friends. Yeah. And what, more specifically, what they talk about. And I've noticed the people that I'm engaging in friendships with are very positive people. Yes. They're not, like, gossiping. Mm-hmm. They're not talking shit about other people. They're not bitching about other people. Yep. They keep other people out of their mouths. Yep. And I do that. Me too. And that's a value. And I'm now looking at that as a primary thing in establishing a good relationship. Yes. And so I want to like highlight too what it is that you're communicating about with your friendships that's pulling and tying these friendships together. These, and it's who you're attracting. Exactly. It's that energy. Yes. It's like balls of energy bopping off of each other. 100%. And so like when you're developing a friendship, if you're noticing like the dynamic and you're looking for a genuine good friend and you're hanging out with somebody and all they're doing is talking shit about their other friends. Yep. Or being mean, like their phone rings, like, oh, I'll talk to that bitch later. And you're like, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's my best friend. You don't have any friends with someone who talks about their best friend? I don't know. So being very attuned to it, being very selective and choosy. Yes. 
Because time is a precious resource that we don't get a lot of. Especially as an adult. Exactly. So you want to be spending that with, like, quality people. Who lift you up. Exactly. Like, I just, when I have a girl's night, I'm like, I need feminine energy. Like, I need powerful, amazing feminine energy. Positive feminine energy. I need to be with my women who are just, like, exuding all this, like, amazing energy. Yeah. That's what I look for in friendships. Well, and even in my male friendships, like... I've had, I just, there's been this shift and I'm super, super grateful. Um, cause I'm dating is happening, but whatever. But the male friendships that I have, I'm so grateful because, you know, they'll come over and give me a different perspective or yeah. we'll play guns or, you know, we'll talk about camping things or, you know, all of this really cool stuff. And again, while I'm sick, they're going to bring me food. Yeah. They're going to take care of me in a way that's different than my girlfriends. Right. And I'm so grateful for these amazing men that I have been able to cultivate friendships with in my life. Um, you know, Cruz, one of them. Yeah. Awesome human who brings tacos and, you know, we talk about shit. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing that clogs that. And there's no expectation other than... I'm going to check in with you, and you're going to check in with me, and we're going to have a conversation, and it's awesome. Right. We're going to have a good time. Absolutely. Good times, good feels. Yes. And really just kind of checking someone's energy and what they're bringing to the situation. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times, um, we're, we can probably have a part two on this, but um, a lot of times you do have to check your energy. Yeah. Do you feel depleted? When you hang out with someone. Right. Or do you feel energized? Right. Do you feel supported emotionally, mentally, physically when you're hanging out with someone? Or do you feel kind of gross? Right. Do you leave that hangout feeling gross? Like that's been a big thing is like feeling it and where do I feel this in my body? Yes. And so in trying to connect with some people that I've tried to connect with to form friendships, I've gotten like a weird vibe and been like, yeah. hey, I gotta pull out of this because I don't feel, I feel weird. I don't feel, feel supported, energetic. I don't feel positive. Exactly. Yeah. I don't feel like this is a good electrical connection. Well, and, and it's a really important thing, I think, especially because we're busy, especially because we have really good friends. To be selective in who you let into those circles. Absolutely. Pay attention to what someone else is also bringing to the game. Absolutely. And I talk a lot to clients about um, really kind of recognizing what you're getting from your emotional energy and what are you bringing on in someone else's emotional energy. Absolutely. Because we're not always at our best. No. And we're not saying that that's not okay. What I'm saying is more often than not, if you're not getting any kind of reciprocation in the energy that you're putting, that's something to think about. Right. Are you the one who's always calling your friend? Yeah. I mean, are they reaching out as well? Right. Is this a balance? Is that okay if it's not balanced? Sure. Because I'm definitely not balanced in communication. But all my friends, really good close friends in my inner onion circle, they know. Yeah. She'll text back eventually. Yeah. She real shit at this. And we don't take... That personally. Absolutely. And the other thing is that if if you need something mm-hmm. and I show up, mm-hmm. we do. We have, we, we get together. We feel great when we're together. We feel great when we leave it. It's awesome. But it doesn't have to be every day. Right. Right? Right. 
It doesn't have to be all the time. I love you, but I don't got time for you every day. Same, girl. Same. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to make a part two of this because there's a lot more. And because I think this bleeds into friendship. It, it, of course, bleeds into any kind of relationship that's significant in your life. Absolutely. But pay attention. And I want you to do that exercise if it's interesting to mm -hmm. you is to recognize who's in that first circle. And Who's be really honest circle? with yourself. Yes. Be and very honest. And use specific accounts and details when you're selecting that core. Yes. And recognize who's there for you. Mm -hmm. And are you taking care of that friendship? Because there's a lot of times that you'll have a really good a person and a really good friend and they're just like, I'm totally there and ready to show up for you. And maybe you haven't engaged and nurtured that relationship. Absolutely. And engaging and nurturing it is how you maintain and keep your friends. Absolutely. And there are people who you may have, I've gone back and met people um, after high school, not that high school was all that great for me, but, um, and kind of reconnected, you know, you get yeah. like your reunions and whatever, and recognizing our values are just different and we don't connect and, and we're not the same. And we may have been super close for that season and now we're not and that's okay. Right. You know, and then you might go back and be like, holy shit, I fucking love you. And this is awesome. And why have we done this more? And right. then you hang out more. Right. Or whatever. Um, but really start to evaluate, especially when you're starting to feel lonely or when you're starting to feel like, ugh, I haven't connected with my friends in a while. Right. Especially now during COVID. Right. Is there so many ways to connect with your friends? There really are. Virtually is awesome because even having a video date with your friends. I have friends that live in other places and we video date. Yeah. And we we set a time, we set aside, you know, we have coffee together or whatever. Um, or we'll schedule a trip. You know, I've gotten to see my friend Natalia in Canada a couple different times. Yeah. She's come out here. We've been able to maintain the closeness of our friendship. Every once in a while we'll call, hey, I love you, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So really recognize like what you're doing to maintain your friendships. Mm -hmm. If you want new friendships, what are the things that are important to you? Mm -hmm. What do you like to do? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a hiking buddy. Maybe it's somebody you, you know, can connect with and play basketball or... Maybe it's somebody who just really likes to do arts and crafts and they really suck at it and they really just want to sit across the table and paint with somebody else while they Absolutely. really suck at making their painting and you're like, cool, I like to paint. I'm not good at it either. Yeah. It's awesome. Cruz and I play chess together. That's we like tacos and chess, and it's awesome. Or, you know, we'll just, like, talk, and I love that. Yeah. I'm super grateful for the humans that I have come across, that I've stayed for friends, and, you know, I, I'm grateful. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, that was our part one on friendship. We will eventually get back to this. Yeah. We're supposed to have a guest. Yes, I'm working on it. Okay, cool. And um, thank you guys for listening. We missed you. We did. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this. We are always taking feedback. Uh, the letter X, the number two, T-H-E-X-E-N-N-I-A-L at Gmail. X to the Zenial underscore on Instagram. Um, if you want to hear something, if you have questions, hit us up. If you want us to talk about a topic, absolutely. thanks, Lindsay. We'll um, do it. Absolutely. And Luna X2, Luna underscore X2 LLC on Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your evening and have a wonderful week.